Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. This show is produced by the Powell Group, the leading business consulting firm in the gaming industry. Visit us online at IndieGame.Business to learn about our online digital events. We have some amazing sessions with people in the gaming industry, and you can participate for free and purchase inexpensive passes to our industry-leading business-to-business system. Now, here we go, Indie Game Business. Everybody, welcome! Thank you for uh, showing up for this talk, and thank you for Tripwire Presents for sponsoring this, sponsoring these talks. This is great. Thank you so much. So let's just get to it. Uh, I'm doing a Steam page live critique, and a bunch of people uh, submitted their Steam page. I picked some, and then I'm just gonna deconstruct them very nicely, very professionally. Um, nothing. <laughs> I'm not destroy. I'm not here to destroy anybody. Um, and the, the reason is um, a Steam page is very important. Um, so let me show you a little bit about what, um, what I mean by Steam pages and what we should look for. So let's take a look here. All right, so um, I do uh, consulting. I um, get hired by publishers to go through their profile, their, their pages, look at everything there, see what's good, what's bad, give them some strategy tips. These are a few of my clients. <clears throat> and um, um, when we do this, <clears throat> I've kind of gotten picked up them by the media. Some people, now that I'm the go-to expert if they have a question about Steam, so a bunch of sites have <laughs> interviewed me about this kind of stuff. But when we look at this, um, <clears throat> it's because I write for this blog called howtomarketagame.com slash free, uh, where I write a weekly blog all about you know how to market your game. So um, if you join the newsletter at howtomarketagame.com slash free, I just give a weekly tip, new weekly newsletter, all that kind of stuff. So let's take a look here. Now, how, why am I giving this advice? What do I know about Steam pages? Well, uh, about two years ago, I uh, did this survey with um, actual gamers. Like I recruited actual just gamer-ass gamers and just asked to watch them browse Steam to see how they picked one game versus the other. And I did this research and I presented a GDC. You can find the GDC talk. It's called Empathizing with Steam. And so then I rolled that into basically how we're gonna what we're gonna look at today. I found a bunch of things. And what I did was I also rolled this research into how to make a steampage.com. Just go here, it tells you everything you need to do to make a steam page. It's totally free. Just go to how to make a steampage.com. Totally free class. Because everybody deserves a good steam page. <laughs> the other thing is um, oh shoot. It's got a little cut off here, but um, let me see if I can get this down. I also sell a couple classes. Um, that's how I teach this stuff. Let me see if I can move this down. No, it looks like I cannot. Okay. Oh, well, um, I'll, I'll get it at the end. But howtomarketagame.com slash courses. I have two courses that tell you the nitty gritty stuff, like this game marketing ideas. Um, I uh, do this critique for other games. So you can see I've got a whole archive of doing these type of things for game marketing ideas. 
And then for a wishlist invisibility masterclass, it teaches you how to get wishlists, where to get them. How do you get people to find your game? So because I, Jay and Indy were so nice to bring me along, I'm giving an IGB December conference discount. When you buy these classes, go to howtomarketagame.com slash courses. And then when you uh, get there, if you enter that code, you get a 33% discount on this course or a 60% discount on that course. That coupon code. There's a, there's a spot where you enter the coupon code. Okay, so what, what actually matters with Steam Pages? Why do we care? Let me set some expectations first. Um, you could do everything I tell you. Like these people could like, hey, I, I fixed everything. I made a perfect page according to what you told me in your class and what you did today. What? But I'm still not getting any wish lists. Here's here's what a bad Steam page does. It's just a leaky bucket. So any visibility that comes in, any fans that find your game, they just leak out all these holes. Okay, that's a bad Steam page. Okay. A good Steam page prevents you from losing a page. It doesn't get you traffic. It just prevents you from losing traffic. Now, people always ask me, well, what if I just look at the click-through rate? I bet I could figure out if my page is good. I did a survey of 100 games and looked at their resting wish list rate, okay? And then I looked at their click-through rate. Here's the thing. Steam, you cannot look at the click-through rate to determine whether your game is... Uh, your store page is good. This is the results. The games that were getting tons of visibility, these are the superstar games. These games are going to make like a million dollars on this end, this end right here, going to make like a million dollars just because how many wish lists they're getting. The games over on this side are not getting much visibility. It's like they get like one wish list today. Okay. Now I graph the click through rate, and you can see the games that get fewer wish lists have a higher click through rate. It's ironic, but it's actually inverse proportional, the, the more popular game is, the lower your click-through rate. And that's because when you have a hot game, popular game, Steam puts your game everywhere on Steam. And so by putting your game everywhere, you are going to have a low click-through rate because the quality of the leads, there are going to be fewer people that are super interested in your game. So they're not going to click it. So it lowers your So... That's just keep that in mind when we're looking at this stuff. Essentially, what's happening here is when we make a good Steam page, we're just fixing the bucket. You're not losing people who would like your game. We're just patching those holes. It is still up to you to bring traffic to your page. Just fixing your Steam page does not bring the fans. It just prevents them from leaking out. I mean, maybe if you tip that bucket a little bit higher, it's not going to leak out. But at least there's no holes. That's the whole point of a Steam page, is not to have holes in there. But once you fix it, doesn't all of a sudden you just become popular. You still have to do this. You still have to bring the fans to your page. And that's through streamers. You got to get streamers to play it. You got to enter those festivals. You got to post on Reddit. Those are the big things that bring the followers. That's what brings people to your Steam page. Okay. The other thing is, um, there's kind of diminishing returns. <laughs> like, if your game is, if your store page is very rough, very needs a lot of improvements, those fixes are going to cause huge improvements. But if your store page is already looking pretty good, there's kind of diminishing returns. It's not like you're going to get a huge thing. But big fixes, which I'll be talking about today, can give big returns on, on what you see. Okay, so there's four things that a Steam page can do and what you're trying to do with your Steam page. The first, sorry, it's cut off here, genre. 
you need to tell people what your genre is. Steam shoppers know what genres they like, and they want to identify what type of genre this is. They also want to know how is this game played? Is it first person, second person, third person? Second person game is a little bit different. Third person. Is it turn-based, real-time? They just need to know, like, what do you literally do in this game? I know it sounds simple, like obvious. You'd be surprised how much that's missed. The third one is to establish quality, to say, I'm a good game. I'm not some asset flipper. I make good games. And then four, you do these little things to kind of tickle the algorithm. And I'll show you what these things are. They just kind of help out, get you extra visibility. Okay? So number one, genre. This is important. People want to know what type of genre your game is. And when you trick them, they get mad. Here's a review. I walked into this thinking a fun open world farm simulator was what I would be getting. But really, it is just a simple survival game. I, to me, those two genres are the same. But to this guy, that's really important. Simple survivor versus farm simulator. There are very specific genres on Steam. And you have to be aware of what those factions are. You have to know that kind of stuff. You gotta, And you got to show people what those genres are. And let me show you this. Um, I've worked with developers and they couldn't decide their genre. They're like, this week they were a Souls-like. And then the next week they were like a cinematic 2D platformer. And they just kept switching between the genres like month after month. Fans do not play both genres all the time. So the Souls-like fans were like, oh, the combat is too simple and janky. There's too much boring platforming. And the cinematic 2D platformer fans were saying, the combat is too hard and there's not enough platforming. See. If you try and make your game too many genres, there aren't people who like all that stuff. You got to pick a genre and stick to it. Stick to your genre and be clear what it is. Because there are very few people who can do this. And that's why you're limiting your sales when you have like, like a kitchen sink genre where you just throw all these things in there. Okay. So we're going to show this. Um, show UI. It's a great way of showing genre. Look at this. The genre. What is it? It's a... 2D fighter. It's a Street Fighter type of game. You know it just by looking at the UI. That's how we can. That's how we can show it. So I want to see UI when we look at it. What genre is this? It's a first-person shooter. It's got a gun and a reticle. Obviously, it's a first-person shooter. UI helps tell you what your genre is. Also, your capsule. Your capsule is the most viewed thing you will ever make. Do not make one for free. Pay somebody to make a capsule. A professional. More people will see the capsule than anything you do, more than your trailer, more than your screenshots, because Steam puts your capsule all over Steam. Okay? And look at this. Your capsule tells the genre. This is a building genre, a crafting games. Look at them all. What do they all have? Hammers. You got to know if you're making a crafting game, put some hammers in there. I like how this game, even the beaver has a hammer. That's so cute. Look at this crafting game. They put two hammers in. Run right here, right there. They wanted to make sure that you knew this was a building crafting game. So you got to learn these. Every genre has these different things. Study your other genres, your brothers and sisters genres out there, the ones that you are in a class with, and make sure you implement those little things. Look at these. Space games. If you're making a space game, you have to make this thing called Spaceship Ass. It's where you look at the afterburners, and then you have a tail. Look at this. Spaceship Ass. Spaceship ass right there. See those? You got to do it. I don't know why. I didn't make the rules. It's just that's what it is. If you're making a space game, you have to have these long afterburners. I don't know. I don't know why it is. It's just what happens.
you have to know your genres. How fast can I identify the genre? That's I'm gonna be looking at all these pages. That's the first thing I'm gonna do is where's the genre? What genre is it? How fast does it take me to get to it? Two, how is the game played? Like, what do you literally do? This is the second thing I'm gonna be looking at. Okay, Wanderbot, this guy tweeted this. This is a really good tweet. He said, your Steam page should have tags, screenshots, and trailers that show off what your game is about as quickly and accurately as possible. I know it seems like a no-brainer, but I've bounced off great games because their Steam page did them no favors. This is a leaky bucket. Remember, a good Steam page prevents you from losing a customer. That's what this Steam page is. What Wanderbots, this is the most popular streamer for indies. You want this guy to see your Steam page and say, ooh, this game's good. I'm going to play this game. Listen to this guy. You have to be very clear what type of game and what you do in it. Don't be mysterious. This is actually a good thing. A lot of people, a lot of cool kids say like, oh, don't, don't, don't say my genre is X and Y. Don't say that. Uh, don't. That's not a bad thing. I love my genre is X and Y. A lot of people are say it's not a good idea to do that. I love it. I love genre X and Y. It's a good, everybody gets it. So just say, my, my game is a mix of genre X and Y. It's, uh, it's game X and game Y had a baby. That's it. I love that pitch. Um, let me show you Peglin. This game's really good. Right up front, they said, Peglin plays like a combination of Peggle and Slay the Spire. Boom, X and Y right there. There's an X and Y. Guess what happened? When they got covered by PC Gamer, what was the first line of PC Gamer? Peglin plays like a combination of Slay the, Peggle and Slay the Spire, say the developers. And from the time with this game, that's completely correct. But journalists, gamers, streamers, everybody loves it's game X plus game Y. So that's the simplest way to kind of do it. it. We don't have to overthink things. So don't be coy or mysterious. Be blatant, loud. Say my game is genre X and Y, game X, game Y, mix them up. The other thing is you got to focus on verbs. Games are about the actions you take, not the lore. I hate to say it, but I, most people love the actual thing that you do. That's what they're shopping for. They, the lore comes later. So what I always say is, this is usually, in most games, the A button is your primary action. Sometimes it's the trigger. But most of the time, whatever game you are, the primary action is A. So you should be talking in your Steam page about what the A button does. And I don't mean literally say the A button does this. I'm just saying, whatever action the A button does, that should be in your short description. You need to tell people what the primary action. Is it a platformer? Means the primary action is jumping. Is it a narrative game? So the primary action is talking and making choices. Or is it swinging a sword if it's like a rogue or a, um, a Souls-like? Whatever the A button does, you better believe that should be in your first, uh, your short description there. Okay. The other, This is why I say don't do nouns, is you get these lordums. This is a game from a big developer. Uh, the verge of destruction as the Cold War tightens its icy grip. East and West, trust no one, question everything. Fate of humanity rests in your hands, and you pit spy versus spy. I, I don't know what you do. Is this a, a an RTS, a first-person shooter, a strategy? What type of game is this? I highlighted all the verbs. Trusting? Is there a trust button? Do I push trust, trust, trust? Do I push the question button? Like, question, question, question. What are the actions? You need to tell people what you do in the game. That's That's the most important thing. Okay, the next thing is, what's the hook? Why is your game unique? Why should I stop what I'm doing and see what's going on here? So can I look at your game and tell what the primary action is? And then can I tell what is unique? All right, next one is establish quality. And I'm going to be very nice here. 
Um, some people, there's an asset flip problem on Steam, and Steam shoppers are very wary of asset flips. You know, you buy some assets on the Unity store, they don't go in as well, they're kind of, they don't match. And so Steam shoppers are very tuned to look for, for um, asset flips, okay? And I'm going to show you how not to make yourself look like an asset flip. And there's some little subtle things. You know, it's like when you walk into a fancy hotel and you don't know why it's fancy. Like, I'm not an interior designer, but when you walk into a fancy hotel, you're like, wow, this is this is nice. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Is it is it the lighting? Is it the palms? Is it carpets really squishy here? I don't know what it is, but I, I just feel nice in here. That's what your Steam page. And that's what I'm going to teach you. All these little tiny little subtle things that people don't consciously see but they kind of like intuit like this is fancy and i'm going to show you the little fancy tricks but i only have an hour so the fancy tricks um all the fancy tricks are on how to make a steam page.com okay all right so basically the fancy stuff comes down to lots of art showing variety high quality professional art and your capsule the capsule is a big thing remember i said this is seen more than anything else capsule okay here's splatter cat Another really big streamer you need to have cover your game. Okay, that redacted thumbnail is the worst, but they released with zero to, to work with, lol. Game was a nightmare to thumb. I just flat out gave up. I hate it when devs don't put any effort into a press kit or logo transparencies to help me, lol. I hate uploading, knowing a video, thanks. Okay, so what, what he's basically saying here, Let me. this is kind of an internet talk. I, I don't know, it, it doesn't read as well. Basically, YouTubers, they live and die by the thumbnail. If your thumbnail on YouTube is not good, that's what he meant by it was a nightmare to thumb to make a thumbnail. They can't get views. If they have a bad thumbnail um, on their YouTube video, nobody watches it. They rely on us to make them art. It sounds weird. It's this weird symbiotic relationship that we have with streamers. So if we have a really good capsule, they will suck in our art and make a really cool capsule. Let me show you what I mean by this. Okay, this is a game called Wandering Village. This is the capsule right here. And this is, I just searched YouTube for the game for Wandering Village. Look at how they use the art. And they know that this game, a lot of streamers covered this game because they knew if they use this capsule art in the thumbnail for YouTube, people would click on it. They're like, what is, what is going on here? YouTubers are tuned to look for good capsules. That's why you need a good capsule. When you get a good capsule, the, the rate of, of YouTubers playing your game is going to increase. Don't make your own capsule. Hire an artist to do it. Okay, question three. Could someone think this game is a cheap asset flip or a hobby project? That's what I'm going to be looking at. And nothing bad about a hobby project. We all have hobbies. This is good. I just mean that's what Steam shoppers are, are looking out for. Okay, whoops. Uh, the fourth one here is tickling the algorithm. And the what I mean by tickling the algorithm is Tags, which are very important. Publisher page, more like this, and the wish list widget. These are all very important things. I'll show you some of these coming up. Basically, it's complicated. So go to this class. I'll teach you. I only have an hour here. Um, and then let's get into this. Okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to start the, the thing. So that's what I'm going to be looking at. This is how we're going to look at these pages. By the way, don't forget coupon code IGB December. If you go to my how to make it, how to marketagame.com slash courses, you'll see all my courses. So with that, 
let's look at some steam pages okay so let's go here so here's the first one and what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna step out of the way and i'm just gonna do a slow scroll so you can get a view of everything and then i'm gonna slowly pick it apart and i'm gonna be nice and constructive there's nothing wrong here nobody was bad okay this is hitori kakurenbo online I'll expand this right here. Okay. And that's what we got. Okay. So, like I said, the first thing I do is I try and figure out the genre. So, what Steam Shoppers do is they first look at this. They first look at the capsule. And this clearly is a horror game. You got a bloody blade in there, this little creepy doll girl. It's a little hard to see her. She's a little dark, but I really think we should... Um, Maybe lighten her up a little bit, but let's read the short description. Short description is this thing right here. It's one of the first things shoppers do. Let's look at the genre here. Asymmetrical multiplayer. That's awesome. Got the genre right there. Good work. Okay. Based on the viral Hitori kick and bow ritual. Okay. This is up. I don't know what this is. I've never heard of this thing. It's viral, I guess. I. You're assuming a lot that people are in there, but here's the thing. I mean, it's it's kind of universal to be scared of the doll chasing you. Like, I, I grew up watching the Chucky movies. Just say an attacking doll. Like, I think this is a little... I know there was probably some viral meme. Be, be respectful for anything. I, I actually don't know what that ritual is. And you'll play in as an evil doll. See, if you take that out, it's fine. You say you play as an evil doll. Everybody gets that. Dolls are evil. Um, or one of the impossible teenagers that come prepared for a ritual and thing. So... I, I don't think you need to put in that viral thing. I, I, I think it turns off people more than anything else. Okay. All right. So then what we do is um, let's go down a little bit. Let's look at through some of these screenshots. Now, what I'm trying to do is establish what, I mean, I know, okay, it's a doll. You're getting chased and it's multiplayer. Where, what is this? And um, is it first person, third person? What angle is this? And I'm just looking through and to be honest, it's a little hard to like. This looks like it's not a screenshot. You need to put screenshots in this. Looks like a, a cutscene. I don't know who am I. Am I this guy? There's no UI. There's nothing there. So I would like to see the first screenshot, whatever the main action is. Probably is the doll. If it's first person, like I could see that she's got the sword or something. That's what I would expect. I just don't. I can't tell what's going on here. See, this is a better one. I can tell. Look, it's got UI. And it's got this angle looking, chasing this woman. This makes sense. It's chasing. She's in a running pose. This is what I'm looking for. That's it. Now, um, again, these are kind of turning people off just because it looks like you... Um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of uh, these kind of cutscene screenshots because they just look like you might be hiding something. Um, and so that's why I say it really should be in the, the view of the actual game. Um, and really keep it there. Okay, now one other thing I saw in here, customize with interchangeable parts your doll. There's a little, I mean, there's a little bit of a, a text change in there, a little a typo to kind of improve the grammatical. Um, but I saw, this sounds cool. I can customize the doll. I should see a screenshot of customizing the doll. That would be sounded cool just to see the body parts getting snapped in. Put that in there. Your screenshots should show off what the game is. Like, what what is it? Okay. Now, I said tickling the algorithm. Oops, oops, shot me down here. Okay. We talked about tickling the algorithm. Look at these tags. You need 20 tags. Um, and basically what you do, is it 15 or 20? I, can't, I forget which one it is. 
go through the tagging wizard and go through and add those tags. Now, this is what tags are, how Steam knows what kind of game you are. Because the Steam algorithm basically just looks at two games. And if somebody play a lot of hours of this game, they're going to start recommending games that are similar to that game because people are more likely to buy games and genres they already play a lot of. That's the whole reason for Steam. That's the, that's the secret sauce of Steam. So you need to tell Steam what type of game you are. And you didn't do enough of it. You got to run the wizard. And if you go to howtomakeasteampage.com, I tell you how to go through the wizard and everything. Um, and it'll tell you all the secrets. But there's a, a kind of a funny thing. Okay, multiplier is good. The first one is kind of, got my head scratching it. Casual. Casual. I mean, there's a, I mean, when I think casual, casual is like, um, like uh, you know, crossword puzzles, sitting with a cup of coffee out on the porch. Uh, this is this is not casual. There's like a bloody knife coming here. I don't know what I don't know how you relax after days of work, but <laughs> casual kind of kind of got me there. Um, but um, I, I would I would take that out um, because when you add tags that don't mesh, uh, Steam's like I have no idea what type of game this is, and they start like recommending you weird places. So really review your tags, okay? Um, let's see here. One other thing, um, and I'm gonna yell at everybody about this. Get your your trailer has milliseconds to attract people cut this stuff out cut your look i know you're proud of your company you should be but your trailer does not need to have logos intros text any of that stuff you do do not need to do that you need to get people satisfied with your game as soon as possible now you do lead right into action which is great that's great way to go that's a big thing and i'll, I'll show some other games but you got to get right to the action you have people just don't have time to do that look at all this stuff okay i'm gonna go on to the next game hexhedra okay so uh, i'm gonna do the slow scroll down let's let's take a look here okay very good all right so I'm looking, first thing I'm looking for, what kind of genre is this, okay? So what I see here, let's read the short description. I mean, I see this capsule. It's got some hardcore-looking text here. Hexahedra is an open-ended programming puzzle game. Got it, right there. Puzzle game, great job. Way to put the, the genre right up front. I love it. Design and optimize factories to create cubes, used galaxy-wide as crates, musical instruments, octopus housing, sculptures, and more. This, I thought, it seems like extra words. I mean, you're making cubes. I mean, that's such your game is. I was trying to look, am I actually manufacturing those things? No, you said the boxes are used as that. It seems like it's a little too complicated. It's kind of diffusing your description. It doesn't seem like that's an important part of your game. Rewind and replay the action, which is good. That's good. Hunt for improvements. Compete with your friends and unmask a cube conspiracy. Great job. Great. I like that short description. Other than that part about the musical instrument, it just kind of confused things. I didn't quite get it. Okay. So um, here is the thing. What you Remember what I said? You got to show quality. And I don't mean that pejoratively like quality. I mean, typically asset flip games, and I'm not telling you this is an asset flip, flip game, not at all. Um, when a game is an asset flip game, they usually buy one asset and then they use it over and over and over again. And so Steam shoppers like depth in their game. They like games that go for hours, even if they don't play for hours. And so they're going to be a little afraid when I see all the all the games are in the similar gray background. Um, and that, that can look like, hey, he doesn't have many levels. There's only one background. I would expect 
lots of different backgrounds. I mean, maybe you could change the lighting. Maybe you could hire an artist to do different textures, that sort of thing. You really need to to kind of expand and show how much variety you have because all the screenshots look very similar, very similar. If we just go through them, see how similar they all look. Try and show different modes, different different views, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, and let's go look at these tags. Whoops. Click this plus button here. Same thing. You need to have more tags. Um, and that just means you got to run this the page wizard. Um, it, these look pretty good. You got programming, puzzle, logic, those sort of things. Um, those are good, but you really got to add all your tags. So go through the tagging wizard. You just go um, in your Steam page. I can add tags here, but don't do it this way. I mean, like I could just say, oh, it's single player or something. Don't do that. Um, go in through the tagging wizard in the back end. And again, um, how to make a Steam page.com. I'll teach you how to do that. Okay, let's go to the next one. Conquer humanity. Okay, so again, I'm looking for genre tropes. What are the genres here? Let's do, um, oh, actually, let me do the slow scroll here. Sign up today for the Indie Game Business Newsletter. It's a weekly source of business news curated for indie dev teams. We've got discounts on all Indie Game Business events and events from all of our partners. You get a first look at the summaries and takeaways from all of our podcasts. There is exclusive opportunities for promotions and early access to new tools for development, monetization, and more. Check it out. Sign up. PowellGroupConsulting.com slash publisher dash list. All right. Okay. So, um, a couple things. Um, what genre is this? Let's take a look here. Conquer humanity. Become the supervillain in this brutal, isometric, fast-paced bullet hell. Master your unlimited powers in combat. Dismember civilians. Cause mass destruction. Defeat armed enemies and unique bosses. Be ready to conquer humanity. Okay. I mean, pretty good. I see that um, uh, bullet hell, but... If I look at some of these screenshots and the trailer, it's kind of looking like a vampire survivor's like. It's kind of looking that way because it's tread. I don't know if this game actually is. I haven't played it. It kind of looks vampire survivor like where they come at you. And those games, this is where I'm saying you got to be very specific on the genres. Some people call those genres bullet heavens, not bullet hells. And some people call them horde survival. I would expect to see some of those. If this game is a vampire survivors like, I would see that. I would like to see that. So I'm getting a little bit of weird vibes about like what the genre is. That confusion is not is not helping. Um, and so I would do that. Um, the other thing is what I was talking about before, where people like to see depth of gameplay. Everything is that gray um, texture and then this kind of um, grassy texture. Um, I would expect to see more variety. I mean, if you look at Vampire Survivors, like there's the library, there's the caves, there's all kinds of things. I'd expect people are going to say, all right, Vampire Survivors has been out. That, that's the bar to meet. How many more levels you got? You've got to show that variety. Okay. All right. 
Um, let me show you a couple things that are really cool. I um, I can't quite sh show. So here you see how Steam recommends Vampire Survivors there. That's the genre tags. Um, that's the tags in action. Steam kind of knows, and I think you've got it. Um, I, I I would try and change the tags. And again, I don't want to go over here, but superhero isn't quite a genre. And I know he's a superhero, but there's no genre of game called superhero. So I would move the order of the tags is very important. So I'd push that one down. Go through my Steam class, and it'll it'll teach you how to do that stuff. But um, here's something that's cool. So I don't know if <clears throat> I don't know um, if this is the same developer of all these games, or it's a collective or something. When you click, oh, and I didn't point these out in the other games. When you click your name, you should go to this page. It's called a creator. And I'm sorry, cut off. My screen got cut off here. Um, we cut off his head. But you can see his followers. Because when you create it, it's called a creator page. People can follow you as a creator, which is good. Because everybody who follows you as a creator, every game you release, they automatically get an email that says, this creator has created a new game. When I go to some of these other games, and I click these uh, titles, look. This is not a creator page. They have not set up their creator page. So they are missing out on people following them as a creator. Big no, no. This is sad. This is not getting followers. This is good because he's had all these other games here. Now, he has had this uh, Gladiator game. It did really well. A lot, that's a lot of reviews. I don't know um, what happened there. Congratulations. Um, but look at this. You have a lot of people come to when you have a hit game, a lot of people are coming to look here. You should be shepherding those people to your next game. So I would expect it's called a widget, I widget. Instead of this join our Discord, I would say play your next game. And then it's an I widget. If you just put the URL here, it'll link to your next game and you get a lot of cross traffic that way. And it's really good. It's a really good way to get people to your Conquer Humanity page. Get all your old games and link to it. Now, there's something similar that you also do. And this is really only if you've had multiple games. You see how these, this is called a, uh, let me scroll up a little bit more. It's called More from Addy. See how they're all here? This is really good. This is called the franchise. And it's it's really only applicable when you get more games. But again, you're just trying to cross promote all your other games so that fans of one game are going to be the others. And if any of you watching this are have a publisher, this is one of the strengths of a publisher, but publishers always forget to do this. I always yell at publishers about this. They should be doing this for your game. So if you're being published by a publisher, they should have all their games in their collection be pointing to all their other games. And that's how you, that's the benefit of a publisher. You should be doing that. Okay, let's go to the next one. Looking at time. Um, I hope we're uh, getting close, but um, all right. Candle Night. Let's take a look at this. I'm going to do the slow scroll. Great, great. I really one thing I like about Candle Night, this the Steam page, did a really good job with the gifts. These look really good. This is a great way. I always say your actions, like your A button, should be a GIF. And it just shows off really succinctly what's going on here. That's did a really good job. Okay, let's try and figure out the genre of this. Candle night. Candle night. Uh, wield your flame to overcome menacing creatures lurking in the shadows of a ruined castle. Use the dynamic difficulty system to your advantage. Traverse challenging platforming sections and solve cryptic puzzles inside the surreal paintings in this 2.5D action-adventure platformer. Okay. Um, 2.5D action-adventure platformer. Okay. So that that's kind of getting the genre. Now, here's um, 
the thing with candle night that I'm not quite getting, not quite there. Um, um, is it looks beautiful, beautiful game, but I don't quite know what the hook is. And I think this game needs to kind of work on the hook. And now a candle night sounds kind of cool, but I don't get like, why, why is it? He can is he literally a candle or what's the deal with the candle? Like when you have a lot of health, do you have, is your candle bigger and brighter? And then as you die, the flame starts to get faded or do you use the candle? Like I would expect to hear about like, what's so what he's a candle. Like what, what, what about being a candle is unique about this game? Cause two, 5d action platformer you know there are all kinds of those i think the candle thing is potentially unique but i can't figure out what being a candle is unique now you point out this dynamic difficulty system yeah that's cool that's a cool feature but it's still not like i don't i there's something about a candle like i, I i'd expect to like why like tell me what's so cool about being a candle that's one of the things i would kind of expect to see there um and good, you get right into the action here. Um, I think that's really good. Um, beautiful graphics, you really show those off. Look at this variety. That You did a great job showing variety in your screenshots. This is what I'm talking about, like, oh, there's dialogue systems. I'm seeing the variety of gameplay. There's like this 2D platforming thing right here, these puzzles, like, this is good. This is good showing. When I'm saying to folks, you need to have variety in your screenshots, this is what I'm trying to talk about right here. You did a great job with this candle night. Um, but again, I, I, I mean, they're great, beautiful screenshots. I just don't understand the candle aspect of it. Like I could see that he is a candle, but what does being a candle do for me? Okay. And then you go down here. Um, this is the other thing that, um, and this kind of goes to the hook and that sort of thing. And it being 2d 2.5d, the 2.5d action platformer has a lot of subgenres in there. There's souls like, there's metroidvania, there's just straight up levels. There's rogue um vania where the the dungeons are randomly generated. You need to tell people right up front which one this is. So I would expect like if I look at the tags, look, the first five tags do not say metroidvania here. If I click I do see metroidvania but it's way at the bottom here. That should be at the top. If this is a Metroidvania, that's a very important thing. A Metroidvania is very different than a randomly generated rogue dungeon. The meta structure of a platformer game is very important. It really tells people what's going on. It really does. So you need to be crystal clear what the meta structure. Am I just playing a one-off level like Super Mario where it's like this level, this level, this level, or is it a dungeon? And this is where UI helps. I would expect in the screenshots to see a Metroidvania style map where, you know, like in Hollow Knight, I can see the whole map of the world and I can see like, oh, I need to navigate down here. I'm not seeing that. I would expect to see that. Let's look. I didn't see it. So, yep, I would put a screenshot in there that looks like a Metroidvania map. If it is a Metroidvania, I'm confused because the fans of Metroidvania aren't always Souls-likes. They aren't always roguelike fans. You got to tell people what it is. Got to tell them. Okay. Um, yeah, the trailer, like, and I'll... When I say get to the action as fast as possible, they did it right here. Look at that. Instantly to the action. Good job, Candle Knight. All right, let's go to the last one. This is Kruin. I'm going to kind of, uh, I'm going to scroll down here. Okay. That's Kruin. Okay, so um, let's figure out the genre here. Let's, let's figure out, see if we can figure it out together. Delve into an open world RPG game. Right there. Good job saying it right up front. 
and save the world. Uh, use variations of close and ranged combat with special attacks, sneaking and dodges to defeat your opponents during your quest. And when I look at this, I see a big map of a big open world. So I'm pretty, I can see the open world. Like this looks like kind of Skyrony open world. I can see that stuff. Okay. But remember, you're going up against Skyrim. <laughs> and so what is unique about you that I couldn't come up with Skyrim? Like, is there something that's different? Like close range attack, that's basics of Skyrim. You need to come up with um, and be very clear. Like you've got the genre, you did great on that, but also kind of delve in about what makes your game very unique and the sort of things that I can get from you that I can't get from Skyrim. You got to really, really dig into that. Maybe it's a uh, deeper story or something like that. Whatever that is, you got to really go in there. Now, one of the things we were talking about was getting right to the action in the trailer. So if I play the trailer, this open world RPGs can kind of have this. It's really easy to fall into this because you're always so lore deep and heavy. These kind of the prophecy, 10,000 years of darkness, hold off on the lore. A lot of people will, uh, people shop for the gameplay, not for the story. They play the game for the story. So they don't care about the story ahead of time. They care about the story once they've played the game. So you need to go right in. This black text, it's got to be right in. I would edit all of this. And you've got credits in there. It's great that you're crediting your team. That's awesome. But I would put that in text down below. Your trailer has nanoseconds to attract people. And when I look at this, I don't see actual gameplay until like here. And even so, there's um, it's just panning shots. You need to show the action. The other thing is there's this weird moment where it looks like it's loading in the data. Um, you got to cut that stuff out. There it is right there. It looks like it was loading the action. You got to cut that out. People think, well, does that mean it's got slow loading or something? You got to make it look polished as heck because people, that's a quality thing. People want to know they've got a quality game. Okay. Um, the other thing that I thought was weird was, if I look here, this tag right here, JRPG. There's a JRPG tag right in here. I don't know if you added that because sometimes people can add tags. This is definitely not a JRPG. This is a CRPG. Um, uh, fans know these genre definitions. You, you, I know it's not a JRPG because you don't have a guy with like spiky hair or something. So um, that that threw me. That means there's some genre crisscross that's not going right here. So get those tags, redo your tag wizard, that sort of thing. Make sure you know those genre divisions and stuff like that because you got to make sure that you get the Skyrim fans and not the uh, Final Fantasy fans. Because they're not always, sometimes there's overlap, but not as much. Um, I would expect to see some more gifts down here with the core actions. And again, uh, focus on what's unique about your open world game. Like, uh, again, why are you different than Skyrim? Are you solving a problem that you knew was a problem with Skyrim? That's a good thing to show. Whatever your A button, B button, C button does. C button. That's like, a, what did I say that? That was like, that's old Nintendo 64. I'm just like getting shot through my head from like 1996 here. But anyway, so um, just go through and just type in, uh, just add some gifts to show what are the actions you're doing and why are they different than Skyrim's? Um, and then finally, um, like I said, your, your capsule is the most important thing. And it really shows uh, kind of your genre, but it also shows things for streamers to play your game the text is a little hard to read here and i'll show you a quick thing i always say look at what the other games are doing because here's the thing you're not trying to stand out you're actually trying to say we're just the same 
just more of it. And so if I go to open world, let's, let's click here. Let me, let me go to the open world tag. Um, well, the worry I had was it's kind of hard to see Cruin. If you look at all the open world games, look at what they do. Look at their text, white text, white text, white text. Uh, this one's uh, there, but for some reason, the new trend right now is to put white text just as basic as can be. And especially for these um, open world style games, you basically, you look at what the tags are. In a lot of these open world games, you have the main character and then the logo. Main character, logo. Main character, logo. Uh, Long Dark, main character, logo. You see, you start to see the trends of the genre. You need to do main character, then the tag. Now, I know it's like Skyrim where you can customize your character and stuff like that, but maybe have one character that's like the best default that you've got or really well made. These open world games really do have genre tropes. And if you make it look like another open world, people like to see this capsule. I'm like, oh, there it is. But notice how the white text is so clean and simple. It makes it so easy to read. Um, I always say hire an artist to make your capsule because um, uh, don't just use a screenshot because when streamers come looking to play your game, they want a good looking capsule because they just steal our art for their thumbnails. Oh, I know it sounds bad, but it's a symbiotic relationship. They steal our art, but they give us thousands of viewers and wish lists. But as you can see, like all these open world games, they always have white text. So um, to make it clean, simple, just make your text white or hire an artist to make you some cool looking text. All right. And that is it. Um, I've kind of wrapped up. I, I think I've got some time. I could just answer some questions if people have them. I'll just go through it. So thank you so much for letting me do it. Um, let's go here. Let me see if I can do this. So here's how to find my courses, how to market a game.com slash courses. And then if you use this coupon code, IGB December, you get the sales. All right. Anybody's got any questions? Let's, uh, we've got what? We've got a good 15 minutes here. Why a candle? Why a candle? We all want to know why a candle. Um, I don't know. I didn't make the game. <laughs> I just, right. uh, I, that was my question for the, the developer is um, on your Steam page, answer what's unique about it. I, I I feel like there's some cool mechanics. I can feel it just by how mm -hmm. the game is working. Explain those mechanics. Say, uh, you know, when you uh, show it in your gifts, say when you die, you know, your candle gets extinguished or something or use it to solve puzzles. I don't know, but there's got to be something with the candle. Right. So here was a question that came up from a bit ago, and there was also an answer. But where's a great place to get professional Steam page assets done? One of the yeah. answers was right here. He said, uh, if you don't have a good network of artists, consider finding one on ArtStation. Yep. It's a good ArtStation. Or look at um, games that are in your genre that have good capsules, mm -hmm. track down that developer, message them, talk to them just like a human being and say, who did your capsule? It looks great. Can I, can I borrow them? I'll pay them. You know, pay them good money. It's capsule's going to cost you about $500, $700, somewhere around there, but it's worth it. It is the most seen asset in your entire marketing collection. It, it, right. it, it is worth every penny. Right. And like you were saying, that that's why it's important to YouTubers, right? Like YouTubers, they will make a video and then change their capsule, you know, to, and then they will, even the same video, they'll change their capsule multiple times just to see what is working the best. Yep. They live and die based on their thumbnails. So they will look, games that have good thumbnails, they will cover them more. They will cover those games more. 
And I I would like to suggest also think about how when you are looking for a game on Steam, what do you do? Right. Like Chris broke it down for me. That's what I do. I look at it. I read the description. I watch the trailer. Right. I look at the screenshots just because I want to see gameplay personally. Right. All the story stuff and all of that is neat. But like if I go to a video on Steam and then it's just like a trailer, I just like skip it because I want to see the gameplay. I want to see what the gameplay is. I, I worry about the story. I want to explore the story after I'm playing the game. Uh, so here we go from Noel X. Chris rarely features free-to-play game strategies in his talk. Wanted to ask if you have any tips for free-to-play games. I don't. I just don't know it. <laughs> so I don't like to get, I don't talk about stuff I don't know. So I could make stuff up, but uh, that's not that's not who I am. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I just don't know the market. It's a different beast. It's hard. It's hard. Free to play is hard. You can accidentally give away your game. That's that's what's so hard about free to play. So I'm right. sorry. I can't I can't help you. Uh, here we go. Here's a comment from Gaming Technologies. Thank you for reviewing Cruin. I'll definitely make those changes. JRPG was community added, so I did get rid of those. Yep, yep. Those. That's why they're on your Steam page. You should just go through, like, set a reminder every month. Just go through community. They add those tags. Sometimes they do it. Sometimes they add the erotic tag. And what you can do is, um, you can go to your Steam page if you are the developer. Mm-hmm. You go to your Steam page. You click that plus, like I did, and Steam knows if you are the developer of the the game. And you click. There's like a little hidden. It's very hard to see, but there's a little flag. And if you flag it. You're telling Steam, don't ever let anybody tag this. So um, sometimes there's like an erotic tag that some people like trolls go in and add that. Um, so get rid of, add those uh, flags so that people never tag you with that. So I would do that for JRPG. So how how often should a developer go in and look at and review like their Steam page? So they like they got it up, they, it's going, they should check it out every two weeks, once a month, right? Like what? What about changing the assets and stuff as well? I would do it if you have a major milestone. Like maybe we finally implemented this new world. Uh, You know, we got the art done for this new world. Put that in there. Like I said, you want to show as much variety as possible. Maybe you got a new background. A lot of the descriptions on the Steam page, I said, get more backgrounds. You need to look different, different color schemes. When you do that, when you add new levels that are different color schemes, add those. Um, also, if you've got a big milestone, like a big marketing thing, like maybe you got into a festival, update your Steam page for that festival. So those two things. I'd say it's more reactive, like we just implemented something or we just got featured for some festival. Those are the two big times I would update it. So no, just like random, like I was talking about how YouTubers will just like change their description or change their title, change their uh, their thumbnail, like every however long, and then they just keep testing it, right? So don't do that. You can, but I think your time is better spent doing other activities. <laughs> okay. That's good stuff. So what is the number one thing when people come and they ask you, um, when they ask you for advice on, on their, how marketing their game, their Steam page, what is the number one question asked? Number one. <laughs> um I don't number one question. Like, how do I get more wish lists? That's that's what they want to know. Like, how do I get more wish lists? And the answer is festivals is number one. Number two is streamers. Number three, depending on how you calculate, it's either Reddit or TikTok. Um, then it is um, 
the press. And then after that is some social media sites like Twitter, unless your game is a very Twitter friendly game, then it's, if it's a Twitter friendly game, then it'll be a little bit higher in that, that ranking. But that's, that's what people want to know. They want to know how to get the money. That's what everyone wants to know. How do I get the money? That's the bottom line, right? Like, how can I make that's the most all about. money? That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. <laughs> make the make the most amount of money. All yeah. right. Is there is there any other points that you'd like to come or cover that you didn't feel like you had the time to? Because we still got like ten minutes. So, well, um, I should have gone a lot slower. No, I think the main thing is you really just want to show that depth. You want to show deep gameplay. Show your genre and show what's unique about your genre, like your game specifically among that genre. And that's always hard for people to do. I know because they just want to make a cool game with a sword. Uh, but what you should do to one trick to figure out what's different about your game. What are you fixing? Like, what do you hate about games? Like, ah, uh, like that open world game. I hate how Skyrim has no waypoints for you know, whatever it is. I just made that. I just pulled that out or, you know, like whatever the thing that you hate about Skyrim that you are solving, that's a differentiator. Say, hey, we don't do that thing that Skyrim does that I hate. You know, that sort of thing. Um, that's that's a key thing. you got to put out there what's different about your game so that people are like, oh, okay, that sounds good. I'm excited about your game. That's the big thing. So those things will do, and then, then you're good to go. I like that, especially like if you are um, doing a genre right and like you said it's it's x plus y right so it's like you you x plus y but then you have to have something that either fixes something or makes it better right yeah it's like 90 percent of what this is but then that extra 10 percent is something that changes something or makes it better exactly yep this is a great point all right anybody else have any questions come on i know you got some questions for chris questions for chris questions for chris well, if we got a few minutes, maybe I'll, I'll. There were some that I didn't cover. The reason I didn't cover some talks, let me mm -hmm. let me pull it over. I'll, I'll pull over a couple of the other pages. Okay. Um, the reason I picked some pages over the others was they just they they went to a. I could describe some interesting fact. You know, they um, it wasn't that they were bad pages or something. It was just that it was like, oh, you know, um, this uh, illustrates this point or something like that. That's how I, uh, how I made my decision. So let me see if I can pick a couple other ones while I'm still going around. Um, okay. This one. Okay. Now. Um, all right. So you can see this. Okay. So this is a, another game that I picked. The end is Nahuel. Uh, Nahuel. Um, okay. I don't know. I looked at this game and I didn't see anything that was adult, but you may have some setting in your page that makes Steam think that you are an adult game or something. And you do this age gate. This can hurt your click through rate. I, I don't know. I didn't get this from any other games, but it's my birthday, 1909. That's my <laughs> Steam age. That's the first thing. But anyway, so let's look at the Steam page. Okay. Um, if dying was a choice, this game is full of them. Um, I mean, that's kind of catchy. Uh, we're, remember, we're trying to look for the first, um, what genre is this? So let me do the slow scroll here. Okay. 
Um, oh, here's all the mature content. This is all the, the stuff that's doing the age gate. I mean, some of this stuff, I I don't know. A lot of games have this stuff, and they don't get the flagged for the adult page. I don't know what that setting is. But anyway, so we're trying to figure out the genre here. Um, and so let's take a look at these texts. So I can't tell based off the short description. Um, so let me see if I can do it from the tags. I see choose your own adventure female protagonist. Those are kind of genres, but I, I'm not quite seeing it there. Let's take a look here. Point and click, puzzle, comedy, visual novel. I think it might be visual novel. Okay, so let's take a look here. Um, it's, got the, it's got that title tag, and then it's got this. Um, is this visual novel? When, um, let's see here. So it's got text. I would, again, you got to get people right in there, and I don't know if the strongest this conversation you have some great animations here i would lead in with those animations a chit chat most people aren't going to read it they're just kind of looking for um action and that sort of thing and what i'm looking for is i to be honest i couldn't figure out quite what the genre is here um i mean i can't i can't tell if these are cutscenes. like am i actually doing that there's like this running thing is this gameplay too there there's a lot of there's a lot of gameplay in this game like um <laughs> There, you, you don't have to hear the thing where I, I say, hey, you need to show more variety. There's a ton of variety in this game, more variety than I think I've ever seen. But I can't quite tell what it is, like the genre wise. Is it, I see a, a guy going sideways and then a lot of interspersed, like cutscene stuff, and then some text. And I see the choose your own adventure visual novel. So it makes me think it's visual novel. But then I saw also see a lot of like the side scrolling stuff. So I am totally confused by what genre this game is. And so I think I think some uh, description here might be in order to say, like, is this an RPG where you have to make choices and then I explore? What is the meta structure? Am I exploring a land? Is there hand-to-hand -hand combat? Like, am I doing um, sword fighting? Because there are so many different types of gameplay in this. I, I can't quite tell. I can't put my finger on what it is. Um, this this could be the game that is x plus y plus z plus a plus b i there's a lot and now there's puzzles and actions um but i think if we really narrow down on what it is and so maybe up there in the short description can really uh kind of set set this award uh, apart of what what kind of genre we have here that's that's kind of my thought with that one so um, I think with that, that could be the last one. Thank you so much. I'm glad I got one more in there. So uh, good luck. Well, let's yep. just check one more thing. Always click right. this. Yeah, you got to set up that set up that creator page. That game, in, uh, pretty, that game does it look does. pretty, though. That game does look pretty. Very pretty game. Very so much stuff going on. It's like beautiful. Um, so great work. All right. Well, that's it. One more Thank question. You so much, everybody. One more question, and then, then I'll let then I'll let you leave. Uh, is it good okay. to launch the same PC and VR game on the same Steam page or separately? Uh, I think you got to do it on the same. I think I. That's a good question. I don't actually know that answer. I don't know. I don't know. I think you put them all on the same thing. I think you do. I think you do. Well, now you have two question. important things to research: free to play PC and VR. <laughs> <laughs> just i'll have it on your desk by monday by monday all right thank you so much chris and thank you so all right much. thank you so much for everybody who submitted got, really good games yes we've got a great we've got a great talk coming up here 
Uh, it's actually about how to talk. So that, that's going to be interesting. Thank you so much, Chris, as always. And we'll be right back in just a moment. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at IndieGame.Business.